Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, my name is Jordan, and I am your host for today. And on my left, we've got Spencer. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? This was like an emergency call for, you know, we looked up in the sky and saw the Marvel sign, Mm. um, the Marvel spotlight, because everybody's abuzz right now. The Marvel world is pretty excited because of all this this you know news that we just got just yesterday Mm -hmm. um this is what kevin feige does to us once in a while he just kind of throws things out there and then he doesn't do it um little by little he steals all the headlines it's insane man i was just chilling yesterday and uh scrolling um i can't remember probably youtube or twitter one of the two and uh came across it and immediately sent it to you and i was like oh my gosh this is awesome and believe it or not i the first hour of work i was just like you know trying to get my my basic stuff done i had seen it on twitter i hadn't watched it all the way through i just like kind of noticed it and i'm like okay then i looked on uh, trending and i was like oh <laughs> mm-hmm. what's going on here like everything was trending all at once and i'm like marvel did something so then when you sense it, I'm like, okay, I got to watch this thing. Something big. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, one of my uh, uh, coworkers at uh, at my job was like, uh, dropped by my office. And I'm like, hey, did you see this? So we uh, we were watching it together. And uh, then my other coworker came in. He's like, what are you guys doing? We're like, we're watching Marvel stuff. You want to? He's like, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it, it cool. brings people together all over the world. Um, we got so much information and a lot of it is going to be kind of rehashed stuff but we got confirmation on dates which is great because it i mean my schedule just got a lot more busy mm-hmm. yeah and it and it kind of cements things for you and it kind of like puts things in place like you're like anticipating these days now like you have something to look forward to similar to like wandavision when that was coming out we knew that it was january back in what october or november or something like that so like it gives yeah. you a couple months to you know, look forward to it. And from the looks of the schedule, I mean, it's going to be, you know, pretty consistent. Like every few months, every two, three, maybe four months, there's going to be something. So uh, I'm excited. And it seems like there'll be TV shows, you know, kind of spread out throughout this whole time. I'm guessing they're going to continue with some TV show content on Disney Plus uh, once they're done with their current lineup because, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that I'm going to be releasing an episode on May 5th, 2023, which yeah. is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, but super exciting for me because, you know, we, we started this to make sure that we were ready when it came time to these big blockbuster movies coming back. And now that we see, you know, Marvel's rounded the corner and they got their foot on the gas, um, we are in place to talk about them and cover them for everybody that's listening. And it's just so exciting to see the confirmation for all these dates. So we'll go through um, all the movies that were confirmed for uh, upcoming dates and just kind of give our thoughts as we go. I'm super excited. We have uh, a few name reveals. Um, and by a few, I mean two. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, a couple, well, a hey. few. What's the difference? Well, yeah. And it's just it's going to be a ball of excitement today. And we had to bring this to you guys because this is this is what it's all about. We, we always talk about we love to react but speculating is just as fun speculating i think is more fun than, than reaction 
in, in a way. Depending and, on what you're reacting to, it, yeah. oftentimes the speculation is greater than than the result. Because we always want something that's bit way bigger, massive. like way reaching out far. So, absolutely. And the video that they used is a great one. Um, you know, Stan talking about how he loves people and uh, kind of how Marvel is representative of all of us. And it was a really, really cool video for them to use because it's been so long since we've been able to completely interact with um, rooms full of people and having that experience of like, hey, it's the the midnight release. Like nowadays we're just kind of like, hey, we might go to see the movie and that's it. Like that's our full th- uh, full thought process. But there used to be a time where movie releases like the opening night were super exciting so mm-hmm. hopefully we're not too far off from that and uh our our fanmanship with marvel will just get bigger because of that i mean experiencing Endgame and infinity war and really every big release with a, a bunch of other people is, is part of why we do all this even captain marvel when that came out i remember being really really hyped about that we went to the theater and saw it and it was it was a great time and that's something I miss so much is actually just going to like our local theater and seeing like the the posters that are on the wall for like upcoming releases and seeing something else that's Marvel that's on there it's oh I love that yeah I'm super excited so we'll kick it off with um, and this is all going to be in order Black Widow is around the corner July 9th is our date we already knew this one um, but we got uh, some trailer footage July 9th, coming up soon. We've talked about Black Widow before, but I guess since we're going to review a whole lot of these, if you could give me your level of excitement based on a 1 to 100 scale for each of these, I think I'll do the same. And again, with a Marvel scale, it's like an elevated scale, so yeah. uh, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. And I guess judge us based off of our own scales uh, against uh, our own picks so right uh black widow what are you most excited for and scale of one one to a hundred scale of one to a hundred i would immediately say like a 78 is what my excitement level is okay um just because we've seen so many trailers it almost seems like we've already seen the movie like yeah and uh also the the one thing that is so curious to me is like what are they really doing? Like, why was there really a need for this film? Because it's a, it's a, you know, precursor. It's like a, it's, it's a, like an origin story of some sort with Black Widow and she's gone. So what does this do? Like, what is, what is going to happen in this movie that's going to impact things further? I don't know. Everything else on that list is something that immediately impacts the future of the MCU. It's a continuation of something or building from something else. This is the one movie that's like, what exactly are they looking to accomplish here? Are they trying to make you like, you know, feel even worse about Black Widow or are you, are they actually going to throw in some things in this movie that will affect what we see in the future? And that's what I think we'll get it's just as of right now, it's too too weird for me to be all in on being like, oh, I'm super, super, super excited for the movie. So I would say a 78. I would say the other major question is, 
is this just Stranger Things season four? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'm right. kidding about that one. But um, I, I'm pretty excited for Black Widow. Uh, like you said, we do a lot of analyzing and speculating. And one of the biggest things we always do when we're talking about a future movie or TV show is ask why because it's so important and john walker asked us to ask why so mm, mm-hmm. we do as as he pleases um so it's a great point why was this movie necessary was it strictly because they felt like black widow deserved us a, a solo um were they introducing another character that's integral to the storyline moving forward were they going to give us some details from back in the day that will be essential to the storyline moving forward um, what was the purpose that uh, for them to bring this to the MCU? So I don't know the answer to that. I'm very eager to find out. I really want to see if her uh, sister in the movie has a place in the upcoming MCU. That's probably the one thing that I'm looking forward to the most because, well, and with the caveat that I really, really want to see um, what happened in uh uh well, shoot what's what's the city that they're always referencing this ha- this isn't how i remember it budapest budapest yes yeah. i was gonna say bangladesh bangladesh <laughs> <laughs> they probably have a story there too we probably yeah. I-, I would like to see that as well and uh, if they don't give that to us there's gonna be some very unhappy people because i think everybody speculated that we're gonna get some budapest scenes um I- i'm very much looking forward to seeing how uh black widow and hawkeye kind of uh formed their bond and why they became so close uh so there's a lot of little things that i'm really looking forward to but i think the one thing the most is like you said how does it impact the future and i think the easiest way to do that would to be would be to have the sister um propelled into a uh hero or villain um future role Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm very eager to see that and on a scale of one to 100 i'm going to be yeah similarly i'm going to be sitting at like a 73 um i i think it's it's going to be a really good movie but i don't think i'm going to be going back 10 years from now and watching it on my absolute essentials i guess is the best way to put right. it. right that's a good way to put it actually yeah i like that so next we were given a taste of shang chi we just watched the trailer for that recently so it was nothing new um but just double confirmations of the date of september 3rd and honestly nowadays reassure us <laughs> keep, yeah keep telling us it's coming out because yeah. with with black widow we're so scarred mm-hmm. with these dates being moved um back over and over so to see absolutely confirmed all these dates is super exciting we've talked about Shang- Shang-Chi recently and i think the biggest thing that i'm looking forward to is seeing how they integrate magic with the kung fu and then how they integrate that with everything else because we've always talked about there's different types of magic in the MCU and how does it correlate with each other we're about to see Doctor Strange and uh, Wanda and their magic and how it operates with each other but then we're going to get um, this new kind of magic that's coming into play so I'm super excited to see how that goes and then obviously secondarily I'm geeked for the mandarin so yeah um on a scale of one to 100 i'm going to put this one slightly above because it's something totally new fresh and exciting um, i'm gonna sit it at a 79 i am going to put this at an 84 and uh 
Yeah, it's the same kind of thing because I'm getting like a whole different vibe. Like I think we're getting into like that Black Panther territory of like we're going to be experiencing a whole like a whole new world. Like there you go. This whole different thing that's going to be super exciting to experience. So yeah, I'm I'm geeked for uh Shang-Chi and I think that, you know, once again the Mandarin uh, seeing why they kind of made that decision. I understand the decision now of like why they made, uh, you know, Wenwu like the father. Um, that, that makes sense now for sure. But, um, yeah, I'm super excited for this one. I think of the like immediate things that are coming out in the next six, eight months, that's the one that has my most like vested interest in for sure uh, something that i'm just super geeked to see is we often talk about power levels mm-hmm. and i want to see where this world falls with this because uh, there's the captain america level of power which is like a little bit below like a black panther um and then you get into you know the magic of dr strange and wanda which is way up you know and then somewhere in between, there's an, an Iron Man. Um, so I'm always curious where these people's power levels fit. And I'm I'm very curious to see if Shang-Chi and all those um, people with their powers and their abilities, um, you know, whatever it is that they discover within them, would it elevate them to around um, like mystic Black Panther status or where it's going to sit? So mm-hmm. we don't know that, you know, comic references we can use those but we're not really sure as far as mcu goes how powerful each of these characters are i mean talking about like the hulk could be the most powerful character in all of right. the comics yeah. and you know he, he's very powerful in the mcu but there is you know his romantic human side did um make them limit him just a little bit in the story so mm-hmm. we never know how it's going to play out um up next talk about a power jump um, we have the Eternals coming out on November fifth of twenty twenty one. Uh this one I I would put this one at like eighty one as far as like my anticipation and excitement for it because it kind of falls into that same territory as Black Widow, where we're kind of like, what is this doing? Like what are they really doing with the Eternals to set up the future? Are we setting up the X Men? with this movie or are we setting up you know something else that's completely different are we setting up the fantastic four with the eternals like what because it feels like a setup movie it doesn't feel like it's a movie that's you know it doesn't seem like and i could be completely wrong about this but it doesn't seem like a film that they're gonna look at and go okay we need to make an eternals 2 and an eternals 3 this seems more like an origin story movie similar to black widow so with that, I'm I'm extremely interested because this is something that hasn't really been referenced. I don't believe in the MCU. Like none of these characters have ever been mentioned in Not the MCU. The characters. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they're doing, how they're setting up the world, and ultimately what it's leading to. Once again, just like with Black Widow, like where are they going with this? Some say X Men. Some say Fantastic Four. Some say this is where we get maybe like an end credit scene that has like Galactus or something or like, you know, something big involved. And I think that 
we while they have yeah i would <laughs> absolutely and i think that though the cast is amazing for this movie you know i i just can't help but think that this is just a kind of like a one-off of a setup for something later on down the line maybe these characters get like um a spin-off series or something like that but we'll have to see and so the expectation level is pretty high but it's also kind of like in that little that mid-range so i put it 81 i'm sure people had a similar feeling to the guardians when they first came in um and yes i and exactly no. what you were saying like it feels very one-off to me um because i'm not sure where they're gonna go with it and maybe that's inherently super exciting because i really don't know what to expect from this i like the fact that and they may be going this route where this gives you a barometer between space and earth mm -hmm. so we jumped into space with um captain marvel after going through space with guardians of the galaxy and it's like two different levels and in some capacity since the eternals were like left here on earth to help defend earth um I, I feel like it gives you a little bit of both space earth continuity so to me unless there is a long-term future with this um crew it kind of feels like they're just trying to keep the space world hot um and because we're going to be waiting a little bit for you know the marvel movie in the future so uh this is like a placeholder of course in the mcu there's you don't do anything for no reason um so i think they're going to extend the power levels with this movie i mean we've already seen thanos um and we've seen celestials and so we're just kind of working our way up the ladder here and i think when we're talking about villains and and things that will be discussed in the eternals to me it's probably setting up future um it's like doing your abcs before you uh, you know, start spelling words in a spelling bee. Yeah. So my excitement level is actually super high for this one. Um, I would give it probably an 85 uh, because I don't know as much about these characters uh, because I don't have as extensive a comic background. And so just seeing, for one, this loaded cast come together, I, I always get excited when I see loaded casts for something like a comic book movie because that means they're going all They're in. all like you you're no longer taking a risk when you're in a comic book movie but what you are doing is you're putting like everything else on hold to do this mm -hmm. so you have to have a passion for it and with this cast i believe they're all kind of like you know let's let's just make this freaking amazing yeah so i'm pretty excited for it um and yeah i, I just want to see where they go with the power levels and what kind of um eternal beings that we get introduced to here that we may see in the future in a cosmic clash there's always the possibility that we get some kind of like Kree scroll type situation going on there's a possibility i mean there's endless possibilities with eternals because maybe we get the watcher you know maybe we get um actually have like eternity or like the Beyonders yeah. or something like that. The like characters that are so powerful massive. you can't really even reference them accurately in any medium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, there, there's there's so much potential and it's like, that's why I put it at 81 
because once again, what we do with our speculation, we, we reach way out there and then we kind of like reel it back in just a little bit. So I'm kind of in that state of like reeling it back in, trying to keep everything kind of level, keep the expectations at a, at a medium range yeah. for me. I don't know if you need to with this movie, though. I, I just feel like the sky's the limit because they really haven't told us much at all. Mm-hmm. And they've been teasing it for so long. And they've been... I feel like this is one of the Kevin Feige's, like, secret guilty pleasures. Like, he yeah. just really was trying to uh, stick this movie in. And so I think he's going to give us something really cool... I hope so. Um, ...to build on. And as we, as we expand into the universe, as we've talked about before, we're going to get more powerful allies and more powerful villains so uh i think this will be a a right uh a step in the right direction so super excited for this one uh next we have spider-man no way home december 17th 2021 which is actually pretty close like Mm, yeah that's not bad at all and you know what's crazy in the time since avatar came out avatar blue avatar We've had about what twenty-two MCU films. So what's oh, going on, yeah. Avatar? You're yeah. killing me, man. Yeah. Uh, and it was supposed to come out in like 2018 or whatever. And December. It's always December. So I'm super excited for Spider-Man. I've said this multiple times that this is the one that I'm looking forward to the most as of now because of the potential impact that it could have on the MCU and also the nostalgia factor. Um, we've been confirmed with a lot of things going on that we have old villains coming back. Um, they need to shut Doc Ock up. That man. Yeah. He, he's, he's about to talk the whole movie. <laughs> I know. He's in that Tom Holland book of keeping secrets. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that they're publicizing this. Uh, they must be giving him some kind of go ahead. So when they point at something and make it completely obvious, it always makes me wonder, Okay, what's in the other hand? Mm-hmm. You know, when they're telling us Doc Doc is is coming back, that Why tells me hand? that's not the surprise. Why is the other hand behind the back? Yeah, like, like who, what, what else is missing here? Yeah. Um, Osborne. Um, mm. So, like, I'm not sure where they're gonna go. Mm. Um, so this one, I would give a 93. Why? Uh, I gotta change my number now. Uh, I'm gonna say 90, 94. Woo! You yeah. one up me. Yeah, I I had to. I literally had 93 in my brain, and you said 93, and I'm like, ah, I got to change it up. So That's because there's 93 um, lines on the Spider-Man suit. No, that's not that's true. That's a lie. That's not true. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, I, I'm super stoked for this, because as we stated in a previous episode, talking about Spider-Man, talking about the Tom Holland Spider-Man, and the difference between that and like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and like what the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had to deal with, the Tom Holland Spider-Man has never really faced. So this will be interesting because this is this is the test, as we say. Like, this is the one that could easily separate this Spider-Man from the rest of anything we've ever seen before. So yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited for this one. Like ecstatic for this movie uh yeah i can't yeah it's spider-man dude my one thing i'm looking forward to is tom holland's life being in real jeopardy um i really hope like 
like to be honest any of these characters could die at any time because contracts are real you know and i don't know if i would believe that tom holland could lose his life in the next two movies but i want to see his character have to really fight that off Mm -hmm. um he's grown now like he needs to face um things as the leader it's okay for him to command other people um even if he has like toby Maguire uh and uh, andrew garfield as his like backup guys I just want to see Tom Holland go through real adversity, overcome it, and if Doctor Strange is there to help him out by, uh, you know, being there to give him things to help him, that's great. I, I don't need Doctor Strange showing up to absolutely save the day, though. I want Spider-Man to no. take care of business. Because, and that's where we defer, I think, is I don't want to see anyone else in this movie. I don't want to see Tobey Maguire in this movie. I don't want to see Andrew Garfield in this movie. Like, it's fine that they would be there, but, like, the only reason that they should be there for me is to coach the Tom Holland Spider-Man into being, like, a man. You know what I mean? Like, take that responsibility. Like, do what you're supposed to do. Like, you've been given everything imaginable by Tony Stark and you're kind of like i'm i'm just going to say it tom holland spider-man is a joke in the mcu comparatively speaking to like everyone else because he's just he's like it's almost like too cute you know what i mean like he's kind of fumbling around he's like oh that, I'm, it, gonna I'm sorry you, keep talking about yourself <laughs> you know like i don't know what i'm doing like that's fine for one movie not the entire time we ever see this spider-man so like we need to see him take that jump and be a freaking superhero like be the be bigger than that you know what i mean like i mean he's not very tall right but like be that dude be spider-man you know what i mean like you have been given the character has been given great gifts and i don't know man um it's not that i hate the tom holland spider-man but like we said in the previous ones, there was something different about that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because his life was in danger and he was growing just as the Tom Holland Spider-Man is, but also like using that as fuel to be different. Like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is different in every single movie and gets like more mature as things go on. Can't say that about this one. So I want to see that maturity level like increase a thousandfold in this movie. To be fair, he was kind of running around against James Franco for a little bit there. You know, he got <laughs> he got some easy adversaries. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> so we require was just like, you know, called up Seth Rogen, just found out James' weaknesses. You know, <laughs> real easy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I really want to see Tom Holland's character shine in this one and the great thing is when we left him last he has nobody else like he has nobody left Mm -hmm. and and that's probably where dr strange will come in because um either he'll be monitoring it and saying you have nowhere to go kid because you you can't go anywhere in this this earth right now um and he hopefully will like lead him to where he needs to be and then Tom Holland can take it from there. Uh, I I wonder even if maybe 
Tom would use, uh, or Doctor Strange would have Tom train uh, in a separate dimension, perhaps, and come back when he's ready to fight. I don't know. Um, we'll see, like though. Like Yoda and Luke. Yeah, and, yeah. and Tobey Maguire's like 40 now, so he's, <laughs> he's old enough to play the part. Right. Um, next is, well, Doctor Strange. In the Multiverse of Madness, coming out March 25th, 2002. So where are you at with Multiverse of Madness? Am I tripping? Did you just say 2002? Did I? I'm not. I could be mistaken. I thought I said 2022. All right. But I, I, I have no clue. Um, Playback. <laughs> oh, wait. We don't have a. All right. uh, my excitement level for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is something else, man. This movie is going to be bonkers. Like... OMG, like, I'm going to say it now, like, 97 is where my rating is at for nice. for my excitement level for this one. Just because Doctor Strange 1 was so cool in its own right, now he's got Wanda in there. Like, now it's going to, like, the intensity has ramped up big time. She has the Darkhold, like, she's probably going to go try to another, access another universe to, like, get her kids back or save them which is going to open up something else down the line she's going to be tampering into things that she has no idea that she's getting into and Doctor Strange is going to have to slow her down like this is going to be an awesome awesome film I cannot wait to see this one so yes 97 is where I'm at on this one WandaVision was a lot of fun but what WandaVision was was a trailer yeah. For this movie. And she needed to go through her grieving process. And we saw it play out in, was it nine episodes, I believe? And it was just, it was a sad story. And eventually she got to where she apparently needed to be. And what that is, is very, very powerful and very, very dangerous. So it's nice to see Doctor Strange up against somebody of similar power that isn't a dimensional being, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so this this matchup right here, and similar, I'm going to treat this similarly to um, the way I treated Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, whatever. Um, I do believe that the two of them will have their major differences, and then at some point... I would assume that there's going to be a greater threat that they would need to team up against. I don't know what kind of threat is powerful enough to draw both their eyes, um, but we'll find out, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm super excited for this one. Uh, WandaVision, because Spider-Man um, has Doctor Strange in it, it is keeping my interest from the WandaVision you know, web of things. <laughs> but, yeah, right. Um, even though I'm looking slightly more more uh, forward to Spider-Man, my guess is that once we see Spider-Man come and go, this is going to be like the Civil War of this uh, this mm. phase. So I think I'm going to ramp up to probably, as you said, somewhere around a, a 97. Um, so this is 97 seems like a good grade for this one because. I know, I'm pretty sure, 
out of all the movies, the excitement level of going to see it, what's going to happen, is probably going to be highest when I'm entering the theater for this one. Yeah. Right now, I think I have a little bit more excitement for Spider-Man just because I want to see what happens, but it's a story. So I've said many times, this trilogy of uh, WandaVision, Spider-Man into um, Doctor Strange is what I'm ultimately super, super excited about. So leading into those two, I'm really excited, and I think Spider-Man's going to get the ball rolling. And then Spider or uh, Doctor Strange and WandaVision are going to just take care of business and show us what true power is really about in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. And I guess the one thing I'm looking forward to, as I said before, I want to see Doctor Strange and Wanda Maximoff go toe-to-toe, both at full strength, and see where their powers are at. I'm very curious to see if they kind of cancel each other out. Mm, yeah, that'll be an interesting... That's going to be the debate, which almost makes me think that we won't get that. But that's going to be an interesting debate going in for like the next year is who's who's the better you know, magical user. There's a lot of people that are instantaneously like, oh, no, man, like Scarlet Witch has got it. Like... Easily. That WandaVision hype train, man. Easily. It's the WandaVision <laughs> hype train. People need to slow down Absolutely. on that because it is not as one-sided as you think it is. Agnes seems like seems like she would agree because she said her powers exceed the, the Sorcerer Supreme. However, power doesn't necessarily mean ultimate ability to control that power. So we'll, we'll see how well she does, how quick of a reader she is with that Darkhold. She's also a liar. <laughs> so <laughs> she could be basing this off of something else that she doesn't even really know. Maybe she doesn't even know who the Sorcerer Supreme is or who it's been. You know what I mean? Maybe years and years and years ago, that power level was significantly raised. But since Stephen Strange has become Sorcerer for Supreme, like defeating Dormammu is no easy task. And it's not that he defeated him, it's it just that wit. he, it was his wit. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just think people need to back it up with just a little bit on this Scarlet Witch hype that she's just going to, like, smoke Doctor Strange easily. Yeah. Because I don't think that's possible. If she can control her energy, she's got a shot. But it's going to be, if not, it's about rage versus precision. Mm -hmm. and precision pretty much works every time there the last time somebody told scarlet witch or wanda maximoff that she was able to do something it turned out to be true um when hayward said you have the power to bring somebody back to life and she didn't even realize it Mm -hmm. (laughs) she was so powerful she didn't know what her own powers were and then agnes or agatha in the last episode um basically told her well you're pretty much the most powerful being on this earth right now so uh it may have been her way of saying okay maybe i'll lose this fight but i need a safe you know uh, a safe way to potentially get rescued down the line Mm -hmm. and make her believe she's stronger than the sorcerer supreme sounds like a taco bell order yeah um so very intrigued um super excited for this one and next we have thor love and thunder which debuts on May 6th, 2022. I am super excited for this one. We've been talking about this a lot lately, 
and how it's becoming more and more exciting as the days go by because casting's being confirmed. Now we have a date. We've seen pictures of possibly Jeff Goldblum still being a part of it. Uh, we have a lot of star power here. We have probably the best leading uh, actor at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say Chris Hemsworth has been on fire lately. And um, his comedy, as, as well as the infusion with the Guardians of the Galaxy, like this is setting up. We talked about it uh, a little while ago, how like early on, the solo movies were very solo, you know? Mm -hmm. And now it seems like every movie has this team-up feel to it. And so as the villains get bigger and harder to defeat, there needs to be more uh, camaraderie. So it wouldn't shock me if within the first 10 minutes they separate the Guardians and Thor. But if they continue throughout the first, like, 45 minutes to an hour, we're going to get some really funny stuff between Chris Pratt and um, Chris Hemsworth. And I think the comedy is going to get us uh, get the ball rolling. And then I think the action in this one may be as good as any we've seen ever. Probably better than anything we've seen in a Thor movie. So I'm going to put this actually at a 97 as well. Uh, it's it's going to be tough to top those two. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, everything you said is, is probably right. I, I think that this is actually – probably going to be the most formidable villain that we've seen thus far in the MCU in like a probably a one-off movie like that for him um gore is I mean it says it in the name god butcher right so you can probably imagine what's going to go down maybe in this movie we'll see you know there's also that expectation of Jane Foster Thor in this one um and Natalie Portman taking that mantle, which leads some to speculate that maybe, you know, Chris Hemsworth's Thor either gets beat down and killed or is separated somehow. Um, it's going to be an interesting, interesting movie. I am thoroughly excited for let, Thor. Let me read you this cast. Okay? Oh, it's insane. Christian Bale, Natalie Portman. Chris Hemsworth, Taika Waititi, Tessa Thompson, Karen Gillan, Chris Pratt, Melissa McCarthy, Matt Damon, Jamie Alexander, Russell Crowe, Palm Clementif, I believe, uh, obviously from Guardians. Luke Hemsworth is even in there. Mm. Um, Dave Bautista, Kat Dennings, Sean Gunn, Jeff Goldblum is listed. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is listed. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh my God, this is crazy. They, they're bringing out all the big guns for this one. And, I mean, how could you not be excited? Yeah. This, is, this has been the series that, as we talked about, had no business getting a fourth, and then the third was so good. Look at our Marvel Madness bracket right now. It's in the final four right now competing with the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And it's become such a phenomenon now that – it is full steam ahead and I don't anticipate losing Thor in this movie. Like I think there can definitely be another movie with Thor coming up, if not three to four more. I hope so. so. I mean, this is just super exciting. I think what I'm looking forward to the most in this one is man, there's, it's the same thing with me over and over is I love seeing these power structures mm -hmm. and I want to see 
so far, Thor, there's been nobody that's obviously more powerful than Thor on a, you know, A to A level. Like even Thanos, when he was fully powered, was only a little bit more powerful than Thor. So we will we see the first character that's really able to take it to Thor without any, you know, mystical, you know, help that's totally making it uneven in the playing field. I think so. And that's exciting because yeah. again, we're we're getting into these power levels that are crazy. And if Thor is as great as we believe he, him to be, would we see Gore the God Butcher? Um <laughs> I'm just so uh ready to see who is winning what fights and why and how and the fact that we're bringing mythology into this from uh you know the greeks and and romans and and norse and like what where are we going with this this has so much potential for down the road and it's not that far away to be honest i thought it was going to be a little bit further back yeah i thought it would be at least a year later than that it seemed like it would um but it looks like we're going to be able to get that movie uh basically a year from now and my level of excitement did i already say this no i didn't i would put it right now at a 92 and growing i think it's going to hit 95 ish by the end of this year when i'm starting to anticipate it really and man, I can't wait for this one. And Anthony Hopkins being listed on the cast, I really hope we get an Odin scene. I love Odin. Oh, yeah, for sure. Odin is awesome. Still want to see an Odin um, origin. But that would be cool. Give me Hela or give me death. <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't know where I was going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so next we have Wakanda Forever. This is the first of two titles that we just um, had revealed yesterday. And so Black Panther 2 is no longer. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is coming out July 8th, 2022. Once again, I think most of these are coming out a little bit sooner than I would have anticipated due to COVID. I thought there'd be a pushback in the schedule, but it doesn't seem like it did much to the later movie. So mm-hmm. um, Wakanda forever. Take it away. This one, this one is interesting. This one has my full attention for sure. This one has probably some of the most speculation and it's got the most anticipation of what's, going on in Wakanda like what are we gonna get here man like that's this is a massive massive movie um like there is no way to downplay this because of everything that happened with Chadwick are they gonna recast T'Challa are they not are they gonna throw some smoke screens and say they aren't and then they do are they going to put Shuri in the mantle? Are they going to put M'Baku in the mantle of the Black Panther? Is it going to be anyone else? Um, Can I give us some credit for a second? What's that? When we discussed this in, in in depth, the main thing we said was that this story now without Chadwick will focus on Wakanda. Definitely. And the title is Wakanda, is Wakanda Forever. Forever. Which So congratulations to us, one. Yeah. Two, what does that mean? What does that that's tell what you? That's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, here's is, the alley-oop. Yep, that's the alley-oop. That's what I needed. I'm about to slam dunk this thing. Let's go. 
I think maybe I was onto something with this whole Namor thing. Maybe if it's not Namor, it maybe it's just Wakanda itself. Because of what happens to T'Challa, possibly within the film series, not in real life, but in the film. Maybe there's some kind of dissension. Yeah, and in the ranks, and something happens within Wakanda that it starts an internal conflict that makes them vulnerable. Yes, that then separates and causes further chaos, uh, and and leads ultimately into Shuri or Mbaku taking the mantle of the Black Panther, restoring that unity within Wakanda, thus Wakanda forever. And if you if we're watching that movie and you see Namor, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you for the future of the MCU? It to me it's almost as if and this is gonna come as a shock to some people, but it's almost as if Doctor Doom would have been walking in the building. Like um Namor is such an interesting and cool character. Um it there's so many different storylines that they can go into using Namor for the Fantastic Four or uh, for the, the new Avengers or whatever they want to do. There's a lot you can do with Namor that is extremely interesting. And he's one of those characters that to me, to me is like a Loki. Like if you're introducing Namor, you're basically giving him now the mantle of being that Loki character that's in a lot of different films. I've heard the Loki spot is available. They're so, hiring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's a very interesting interesting character, and I would yeah, if I see Namor, man, that's going to be a huge huge like shot in the arm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, one to one hundred. One to one hundred. Um, let's see. I put the last two at ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I'm going to say this one's a 98. I'm going to put it above the others. It's the top dog. Top cat. Yep. Top panther. Um, yeah. Echoing pretty much everything you said. And I also think if we do see Namor, which we've, you know, for years now, we've been speculating, um, I would say Doctor Doom may not be far behind Mm-mm. if we see Namor. So that's even more exciting because almost I feel like we may get a two for one there. And some of the events of uh, Endgame as well as uh, Civil War and Infinity War, all three uh, have kind of leaned uh, into this idea of new countries and new worlds uh, being put together, new societies which might point straight to Dr. Doom and his, you know, newfound land. Mm. So I am very excited to see if that's the way they go. I, if there was a handicap, I would definitely put Namor as a heavy favorite for the villain. And as we were talking like Wakanda forever, this is Wakanda was one of the stars of the first black Panther movie. Like there was a reason why they, like what other place do you get like really loud music and excitement and a lead up into flying into that place? You know, it's a very special, um, battle site. It was the literally ground zero for the majority of the war fought, uh, against Thanos's army. 
And it's just been such a huge part in such a small time mm-hmm. uh, here in the MCU. So they need to make sure that it stays that way. Because remember, when Chadwick, uh, you know, his character T'Challa was open to, you know, having the world take a look at what Wakanda is truly like, everybody's a little bit afraid because, you know, you know, the term colonizer and all that stuff they didn't want to be too exposed because everybody would look at them so highly and you know you always want to tear something down that's better than everything else mm-hmm. and specifically aliens you know <laughs> notice as well and so wakanda forever kind of means to me that they're standing up for their home yeah and when you don't have t'challa like you said there needs to be a camaraderie between all the tribes and so we may see the tribes kind of once again reunite mm-hmm. and take ownership of what's theirs because they need to rebuild. Mm-hmm. You know, Wakanda was was pretty decimated during the war. And that's something that uh, I would love to see in the movie and then, you know, maybe expanded upon in the future Wakandan series, which is interesting because since this is titled Wakanda Forever and the future series about Wakanda is just that. Um, I wonder if it's more closely tied to the movie than we originally thought. Might be. I'm super excited for this one. Uh, Black Panther is the movie that I've seen the most out of all of the MCU films as far as theater watches go. Um, It may be the same (laughs) this time around, but uh, the excitement for it is really, really high. We're sticking in the 90s here, and I'm going to match uh, Spider-Man's 93 right now. And I'll see if that goes up or down based on the kind of stuff that we hear coming out of the movie. If it is Namor, you might see it creep up a little bit there. Uh, if it's more of a securing Wakanda and they're doubling down on like just the story of Shuri and M'Baku and the family itself, I'm still very interested in that. But that would lack a little bit of the massive, you know, macro uh, storyline for the future. So I'm still holding out hope that we get something that leads us into the next um, phase instead of kind of capping what we already had, I guess is the best way to put it. That's a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So the second of our name reveals the Marvels debuting Mm. November 11th, 2022, which we had a placeholder as Captain Marvel 2. I think we had an idea that they wouldn't want to go 100% all in on just the Captain Marvel character for her own solo uh, because everything was telling us that. They were moving towards characters to add to the storyline. Um, the audience response was good, but could have been a little bit better. And she needs depth to her character. We need to see her interacting with people of either similar... Um, power levels but but also people with vulnerabilities where she can actually be a mentor and she can be a rival she can have fights just be a little bit more normal because her Cree stoic nature um, sometimes can come off as a little bit boring but that was her character so now this is the movie where we get the chance to see the full Carol Danvers personality shine yeah Um, I'm not gonna lie I kind of disagree with that. I, I, it's almost a little disappointing to me that they kind of let 
what people thought of the character dictate what they did with the movie because I don't I I can almost assure that this wasn't the plan that they put in the Marvels and maybe are adding Miss Marvel from the Miss Marvel TV series into this movie purely based off of the fact that people just didn't like Brie Larson's acting when she was doing the job that she was supposed to do like she was acting the way that she was supposed to act that was in the script so I think it's a little disheartening, disappointing. I really enjoyed Captain Marvel. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think as far as the anticipation or excitement level, I would have to say this is actually like a 79 for me, um, which is slightly above Black Widow. Just because, man, like, number one, we really don't know anything about it yet. Nope. We haven't even seen Miss Marvel yet, which is either good or bad, because if Miss Marvel, if that sucks, <laughs> then you can almost assure that people are really going to hate this movie if they've already <laughs> hated Captain Marvel. So, uh, and I just think that, to me, I, I think Captain Marvel deserves a little better. I don't know. I, I think that she could have done a solo, a full solo movie with maybe a little bit of something else in there. You know, like maybe they put Miss Marvel in there in the movie, but like to call the entire movie the Marvels implies that the story is based on both of them, not one and then maybe a little side sidekick or side piece to something else. So to me, it's kind of a little bit disappointing in a way, but. You know, Marvel hits home runs, man. They know what they're doing. So I'm going to trust the process. I'm just not going to be as enthused about about it until we get more things revealed. So, And, I yeah, I, I would disagree in theory um, just because I think the name is a little bit different. But Captain America had Captain America and the Winter Soldier in the second one. Thor basically starred Loki in the second one. Um, Ant-Man turned to Ant-Man and the Wasp in the second one. It's very common for them to give an origin story in the first movie and then expand their uh, universe in the second movie. So to me, that the name change is less about Carol and more about elevating. Uh, Tiana Paris is just like a hot fan favorite right now. So I think giving her the uh, credit, which I, I believe she'll be the second in command so to speak in this uh, movie and that the kid that's playing uh, Ms. Marvel is still quite young so I don't think she's going to have a major role um, so you know she's like a fan of mm -hmm. Captain Marvel in, in the comics so uh, we will see how that goes but I'm I'm very excited for this one uh, um, I'm going to put it around the Shang-Chi level and I forgot what I gave that one um, again playback we need a producer here I think that I gave that like a 82 or somewhere around there. I'm going to go with a, a 79 on this one. And I'm excited. However, as you said, we just don't know enough about this to yeah. really get the ball rolling yet. See, my my interest would obviously be peaked if, you know, they got into that situation of uh, having – uh, a, a super big villain that that pops in, or or something like that. That can obviously sway interest big time. Oh yeah, 
like you and know that's like, what we've noticed about these later ones we don't really know what's going on with the villain for sure yeah uh like well we know ant-man that's the only yes. one i think right from here on out that yeah we and honestly know. that one's probably just because it's been announced for so long now yeah so i mean it'll be it'll be very interesting like if it dude if they announce that like rogue is the villain for oh yeah captain oh man like i'm yeah I'm there's all absolutely in. room to grow for sure and, and i think that that would be a good way to to do it honestly is to have another female lead in a sense of mm-hmm. having somebody like rogue be the villain for that movie and it also introduce you know the x-men once again which could be set up by the eternals from the past which the eternals could lead into captain marvel too or the marvels whatever like they could totally be a thing yeah and, and there's very good chances that there's some villains that is going to be in another movie that they don't want to talk about yet like we literally they released captain america 4 that they've known about for a while uh you know once the series was over and we were able to find out yes he does get the role he does get the mantle mm-hmm. um and then uh there was uh oh boy there was another one that we just recently oh well yes with tiana paris um yeah her being um in this role of i think she's spectrum mm-hmm. yeah so we they couldn't have announced that until she had already um fulfilled her role and gotten that in wandavision which I guess it's a kind of significant because WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier are both done. So that means they were both, you know, originally supposed to be done first and second. And now they're announcing all this stuff, which almost tells us that Loki may not actually have as much to do with the future as we thought. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Because it seems like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier directly lead to three movies yeah um and loki could imply things for the future but uh their main there probably isn't a character that they're introducing that will induce an actual movie so um i don't know we'll see about that and yeah i think captain america captain marvel excuse me good first movie uh needed some work in the development role and the villain role i believe so again there's flaws with most of these first movies like there's not not a character that escaped with a perfect first movie um and so we see them grow in their second and their thirds and as thor has shown all it takes is one good movie to give yourself the you know titular role of the marvel franchise so i'm saying here is the Marvel's chance to really steal the show. You have three strong female characters, and I'm really excited to see how they kind of bring us into the next phase of the cosmic world. And next we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, February 17th, 2023, our first 2023 film. And this one I will pass off to you. We know Kang the Conqueror is going to be the villain in it. Mm -hmm. Not much else. But that implies so much, right? Sure. That implies, I think, more than any other film, to be honest. Having King the Conqueror announced this soon for a film that's coming out in two years, you're like, if, if you weren't already hyped for the Fantastic Four, you know, now you get to check your pulse again 
because, man, this is huge. Because as we know, I mean, the Kang the Conqueror character, once again, bloodline relative to the Richards family. So because of that, now you're getting into that territory of more speculation for the Fantastic Four and what they're actually going to do with the Fantastic Four, which is even more mind-blowing. Like, you know, are we going to get, like, Franklin Richards and see Franklin Richards at full power in the MCU? Because if that's the case, you thought that Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange (laughs) were crazy. Like, dude, Franklin Richards, man, like, he's one of, like, those, like, Omega God-tier type (laughs) situations um, so I, I would be pretty excited for, for that. Um, but once again, you know, I'm, I'm already excited for the fantastic four and to see what's going on there. But, um, as far as Ant-Man, it, it's interesting because as this is announced, it's almost like he's kind of taking a back seat to everything. And he was such a crucial character in Endgame. So it's going to be exciting just to see his progression as a character because he stole the show to me in Endgame. He was so vital to everything that they did. So I'm, yeah, I'm all in on this movie. I would put my excitement level for this one. um, uh, This is kind of tough. I would put this one maybe at like an 88 or like a 90, somewhere like that would be my anticipation because the quantum stuff has been fantastic so far. And to get more of that, I'm pretty excited, but it's so far off too. One of the most exciting parts about this is this is the show, the movie that makes everything possible. Mm -hmm. Like, this is where the magic happens in like cribs back in the day. <laughs> this is where if you're like holding out hope for Tony Stark, if you're holding out hope for um, Steve Rogers, any of these characters, when you introduce the quantum realm, you have hope. And you introduce a time traveler. Yes. Like King the Conqueror. King the Conqueror. It's funny that you say like, it's almost like it's on the back burner because it's so far back. I think there's an argument to be made that since it's so close to a potential phase six, that it might be setting the table for the future of the MCU after this phase. So while they're probably still figuring out exactly what they want to do to it um, or for it, I think it it will kind of set the standard for what is time travel in the MCU. And that's a huge deal because if you want cameos in the future of these characters, we have to have a world where time travel is seen as just kind of something that can happen Mm -hmm. rather than this total exclusive thing that they have to prepare for um, in similar to Endgame. So as far as just that, that's interesting to me because this is where all you people that want, you know, the OGs to come back somehow, it'll have to funnel through this movie. Um, And then we have Kang the Conqueror who's, you know, one of the more powerful beings in, in Marvel history due to his manipulation of time. And he basically lives in every time, you know, reality. 
He lives between time. Mm-hmm. He just controls so many things. And there's so there's an army of himself. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting. <laughs> How are you supposed to beat a guy who can manipulate time, time travel at will, and has like basically an infinite amount of himself yeah. and controls basically them all at once yeah. and has them report to himself. Uh, so I- I'm super, super excited for this. It is awesome that they announced this villain way in the future. He, as a honestly, I haven't seen him in anything, but just his presence is is a little bit daunting. Yeah, he looks really cool, and he gives me Thanos vibes for sure. So, I feel like if there is a character that we've seen in this uh, secondary, you know, in this phase that actually has been announced, that will have concrete. Um, you know, paths to the future, it's got to be him so far. And if Namor's announced, I would put him right there with Kang. But for now, we just got to go with Kang is the biggest bad that we know of. Absolutely. So how could you not be excited, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would put this at uh, an 87. I had it before you even said yours, and we're, we're vibing with, <laughs> with a few of these. Yeah. Um, so Quantum Mania, uh, we get to explore... Uh, the ant-man world a little bit more and i'm never gonna be like oh ant-man's coming out but i think this quantum mania might change like because i've told you when i watched endgame i didn't realize how good ant-man and ant-man 2 were if you have that extra emotional weight and you go back and watch it it was some great comedic relief paul rudd's great i liked the movies this entire time but until you really watch Endgame and you have that toll on you, that burden of having to go watch the first one and the second one, it's a whole different ball game. So I am reinvested in the Ant-Man franchise more than I ever have been. And he has gone from kind of a jokey side character to uh, a leader of, of this group and, and in control and not in control of one of the most powerful things within the MCU now. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony Stark is not there anymore, and I don't see too many places for Bruce Banner to be in these movies. So, uh, Paul Rudd's uh, sandwich uh, <laughs> sandwich rant about <laughs> time travel—he yeah. might be our foremost expert of time travel left in the MCU. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited, man. I'm t- so so excited for this one. How much you want to bet the best soundtrack comes from this next movie? <laughs> Guardians Volume 3 oh, yeah. is being released May 5th, 2023. James Gunn is back. Um, interestingly enough, it is in it is one year after Thor, which should also have the Guardians in it. So I don't know if there's something to that, but their their dates are correlated literally the Friday the year after. So if there's something to that, perhaps, but if not, that just means that there's not a lot of time in between the two of them. And the stories may actually, just like other movies within this phase, correlate with each other directly. I, I hope so. I think that this is a very interesting, yeah, it's a very interesting choice to put them on basically the same day, almost the same day, one year apart. Um, and Guardians 3... Like you said, obviously it's gonna have the best soundtrack. We already know that, but um, uh, yeah, for sure. Can't wait. 
Um, man, I, I can't even like we're getting we have to be getting Adam. This I was time, gonna right? say, we, we are we finally to gonna Adam. get the payoff from right. this freaking Adam yeah. in his cocoon? Yeah, I hope so, man. That ooh, we've been waiting so long patiently. But what's interesting about it, right, is the big things with Adam that are implied have already been done. And that's the unfortunate part of the James Gunn firing is he probably had a place in Endgame. Yeah, because once again, I think I'm pretty sure he was in my top ten most wanted like to see. Most wasn't just yeah. Just wasn't it wasn't just Adam Warlock himself, but it was the Magus, the alter ego of Adam. Because of how insane he is and the manipulation with Thanos and all of that other stuff, like we may not ever see that because of, you know, the James Gunn firing and all these other stuff and having to wait so long for this to happen. But so it's entirely possible that maybe it gets somewhat scrapped. Maybe we don't get the full version of what Adam could have been or what he was or what he was supposed to be. Probably but then not. again, bringing in James Gunn to do it again, maybe it cements it. Maybe maybe we get into some kind of weird territory with Adam Warlock that's like amazing and different and unique to the MCU. So, But I, I don't think that they can just leave you on that kind of cliffhanger type situation and just never introduce the character because... It's probably the most anticipated thing in the last three or four years in MCU history has been what the heck is going on with this Adam fella. Man. So. You know, the one thing that intrigues me the most about this is COVID gave us a weird gap where all these guys had time to do really was work on their movies. Yeah. And it's about writing. It's about editing. But the two people who are connected here are James Gunn and Taika Waititi. They're working in tandem. Mm -hmm. Those brains together with these cast of characters, I can't wait to see what they came up with. I am Because you have to believe that they were writing together, uh, bouncing ideas off of each other. Where, Hey, where are you going with the Guardians? Hey, what do, what do I have left when, when I get them? You know, And I just want to see what kind of ideas they put together and where they're going to take the storyline because they're two crazy minds and they're very, very, very fun. So with the combination of Thor and the Guardians and the Wit and all that within the Thor Love and Thunder movie, I think we could get some of the some of the brawn uh, of Thor rubbed off on uh, Star-Lord mm-hmm. and Star-Lord maybe take a little bit more of a serious approach as the leader of the Guardians to actually face this threat that could be Adam or something else uh, and so I, I'm I'm interested to see uh, Star-Lord's growth uh, under the tutelage of Thor and I, I still really want to see like Rocket and, and Thor interact too back and in Thor but still Rocket <laughs> trying to be the leader Rabbit yeah. <laughs> um, but in Guardians Volume 3 I, I've always been very invested in the storyline of um, Chris, Pat, Chris Pratt's character, Quill, um, because it's so, it's so touching. It's so sad. And he, just like Thor, has lost pretty much everybody he's ever known. Mm-hmm. So their ability to help each other grow through this process 
is going to be really cool when Chris comes out, Chris, Quill comes out that back end and he's ready to find Gamora, one, um, stop whatever threat is present, uh, raise a kid in Groot uh, and make sure that Raccoon is not just eternally depressed. Like, yeah. He's now solidified himself as no doubt the leader of this crew and Rocket's become more of like the hired gun and he kind of understands that Quill is the guy that's, uh, you know, powering them and, and making the decisions. And so I, I really want to see Quill's growth in this and see where that relationship between um, him and Gamora goes with this story. I'm curious. That, I wonder if they even fall back in love. I'm, I'm curious if they just kind of go their separate ways. Um, and then I want to see ex- exactly what kind of threat level we're dealing with here. Cause again, we're talking cosmic stuff mm-hmm. and don't forget that Quill is a celestial. So yeah, uh, he's half celestial. So he is ready to take on pretty much anybody in, in the space world. And these movies have been so much fun. I, I like the first one a little bit better. I think the second one had the better soundtrack and, uh, a little bit more fun of a villain. And I'm just, I can't wait to see what they do with the third one. I really can't. This is going to be one of my favorites. I'm going to give it uh, an 89. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit a tier below the top level ones uh, just because I don't think I've resonated as much with the Guardians as I do with the characters that I ranked a little bit higher. But I think they're always a really, really fun time. I'm going to give it a 92 with the anticipation of maybe finally getting into like Nova territory or maybe we get the, uh, maybe we get like gladiator, you know? Um, cause he's an interesting character in his own right. Like, and if we're getting into like space travel and like space, well not space travel, but like, celestial beings and all of these other like crazy like strong capable like villains or anti-heroes I, I don't think you look any further than you look at gladiator right like he's he's a pretty big deal like uh, <laughs> and that's kind of like underselling it he's he's a huge deal like being in control of the Shi'ar Empire and what that represents for the MCU, possibly if they're introduced. Um, I mean, it adds a whole other layer to what's going on in space in the moment um, and on different planets and in different universes. So I'm very excited for Guardians 3 because if they don't go that route with Adam or maybe they just make Adam kind of like a... Uh, I wouldn't even know how to put it. If they made Adam more like a Silver Surfer type character where he's not, he's not a villain and he doesn't even really do bad things, but he's also just like not inherently swayed to a good side. So he's just kind of there, almost like the Watcher would be in the comics where he just kind of oversees things and doesn't really to step in boundaries too much unless it's really necessary for him to do so right yeah then you can get into some really crazy stuff um you know are we gonna see like dark hawk or something like that like some introduction of a new character that could be interesting um you know when you get into 
different versions of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, are we going to see Rocket and Groot go their separate ways and maybe get a spinoff series? I hadn't even thought about that. Are we going to get, like, Space Venom become a part of the Guardians? Um, I, I mean, dude, there are a ton of opportunities for the Guardians movies. Um, and, you know, we could also get a fourth Guardians movie. I would never be opposed to that. So we'll see where that goes. But I'm I'm very, very excited. So, yeah, like a 92 for me on that one. That's the rundown. Um, the last one that was shown was Fantastic Four. There was no update on that. But that's huge. Yeah, and honestly not surprising that there's no update because it's still a ways away. But the fact that it was included in here – that's the biggest thing. It at least means it's not that far away. You know? Like, I don't think we're talking 2025 here. It's not even that to me. The fact that they didn't have a release date for it and they still put it in that, they put it at the end, makes me think that that's the biggest thing for Phase 6 ever. Like, that is legitimately the arc to pay attention to. Which we kind of knew it would be anyways because it's the Fantastic Four. That's Marvel's first family. That's the huge deal. That is the biggest. You can't, and they're not going to because it's the MCU. It's not, you know, 20th Century Fox or whoever that, you know, screwed it up royally. Um, so this is going to be huge, man. I, my excitement level for the Fantastic Four, <laughs> even though it's not even announced, is 100 at all times. That's that's the one that I'm it's most excited score. for. It's a rookie <laughs> score. Uh, 101.5. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to our local radio station. But yeah. Um, you broke the scale. Uh, no longer broke works. Broke the scale. It no longer works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly excited for the Fantastic Four. Even though there's no release date, I am like, you got me. You got me. Hook, line, and sinker, man. I'm I'm there. And, you know, once we get into the territory of having a, a cast that's nailed down, can you imagine, like, like, my excitement is already through the roof. Like, when we start getting a cast put in place for this thing, when maybe we get a villain that's announced for this movie, oh, man, like, mm, this, this is the one. This is the one. And the fact, like I said, that they would show it, even though it doesn't have a release date, it's the one movie that they showed that doesn't have a release date. To me, it signifies that they are, like, this is the series. Like, this is the movie. This is, like, the Avengers-level type movie that you're going to get in the future. July 23rd, July 24th, July 25th are the next dates we should probably be looking for. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's Comic-Con. And if there was ever a time that they were going to announce a cast for the Fantastic Four, it would be a Comic-Con. I don't know if it'll happen this year, but I would say if it was going to happen this year, that's when it will. Absolutely. Um, So I I think this, yeah, I would put it at a 98. Um, It's just one of those where it's like not much else, you know, uh, because if they – if they do this one right, which you know you would think they would, this one can have a higher high 
than anything we've seen so far. Yeah. And the Avengers, they are like the biggest thing that they have going on right now because over time, that's just what happened. Um, And those characters really rose to the occasion. But as far as just a group, period, this is the end-all, be-all. Yeah. This This was supposed to be the biggest. It was the biggest. It took the the backseat to other characters only because it 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 was like Lil Wayne that signed Drake. You know, like yeah. it was the one that founded all these um, new exciting characters. So yeah, it's back to take its throne. Um, I'm very ready to see this thing. I want to love the Fantastic Four. I think a lot of people do. We've mm-hmm. um, unfortunately not been given the best Fantastic Four movies. Um, but it's the story's there. The characters are there. Uh, every movie that comes out in the MCU from now on is going to be easier to be good because of the work that's been put in by Chris Evans and um, Robert Downey Jr. and, and everybody involved. Uh, it's just you're you're coming to a party that's already popping, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see this. Um, this one, as you said, if it's done right, these Fantastic Four movies will be infinitely, I think, infinitely better than what we've got with the Avengers so far. It's going to surpass a a lot of things that we've seen. This is going to be amazing, especially when you add in Namor, when you add in Doctor Doom, when you add in the Silver Surfer and Galactus. Uh, And potentially, if you wanted to make, you know, Thor or the century or cosmic ghost rider as your next herald of galactus after silver surfer at i mean dude there are this yeah this is the one man this this is the one we were, we were talking about i think two episodes ago about team up movies and stuff like that this one doesn't even need a team up movie like you're just popping it right already into yeah. a popular huge team um and it'll be interesting because the eternals can actually lead into this by maybe showing the phoenix force or something like that along those lines that affects what's going on in space that in turn gives the fantastic four their powers maybe or something along those lines of introducing something that's going to affect what we see later uh, and you know, does this tie into once again? Does this tie into WandaVision with Sword? You know, you know that's that's a huge deal too, um, because some people thought that that was kind of a reference when they were talking about the failed missions. You know, since the blip and everything like that. Um, yeah, dude, I am at an all-time level high for Fantastic Four. And, I mean, I, I just echo all those sentiments. Um, I think the one thing I'm looking forward to with this is, for now, like you said, the cast. Like, Because it's almost like when there's a president and they pick their vice president, you're like, oh, I know who's going to be running for president for the next 12 years of my life. Mm-hmm. When they pick the Fantastic Forecast, you're going to be like, oh, I know who I'm going to be talking about for the next 15 years of my life. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like these characters are so important that when you see uh, Amelia Clark cast, Julie Louise Dreyfus, whoever, you're like, oh, that's really cool. 
but you're like, how long are they going to be here? Mm-hmm. With these characters, that's, and it's probably why it's taking so long. They need to lock down people for 10 movie contracts. Yeah. Um, that's really hard to do, and it's even harder to do with um, young people that are really good. So I'm very intrigued to see where this thing goes. You have to remember, after 15 years, they're going to be 15 years older. So this mm-hmm. isn't an easy thing to do. And I, I would completely rule out John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Being, I think if it was going to be them, it would have been them a long time ago. It would have been them a long time ago. And like you said, I mean, you're trying to not you're trying to put these people in play for the next 10, 15 years, and you know they're not getting any younger. No, they're not <laughs> that young right they're now. Not anyway, getting, right? So I would. I would assume that it would be someone completely different, which is fine because man, like I'll, I'll, they, they already have the clout. They already have the money, you know, they, they'll find somebody. They'd have to really screw it up to screw it up. Yeah. Everybody's already so excited. You had to build excitement for the previous franchises because there's anytime you see a trailer, you're like, Oh, that looks pretty good. But with the MCU, it's like, Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? You know, yeah. you're excited before the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's a different ball game, and it also raises expectations, of course. But their their casting directors have been fantastic, and I have full faith in them. Um, the two most notable things for me was no Blade and no Captain America four, um, and with a side of no mention of X Men or anything. So. Did you think that the no blade thing maybe means it's getting pushed back a little bit, or do you think maybe they just haven't decided the date yet? Uh, I think it's more along the lines of like everything that they announced was a movie. Blade is oh yeah, so Blade's a, a TV, TV show. show. So that's, that's right. That's what I'm going with. That is that they'll probably they might True. do something similar in the future with all of the TV series that we're getting, and they might release some footage like they did with the Eternals that. Uh, we haven't seen yet for those shows That's uh, right. like a Hawkeye or, or something like along those lines. Maybe we do get blade. Like we get a little clip, uh, which would be interesting and fun. Um, so rewind 30 seconds. My mistake. Captain America four, no date yet. Yeah. I think that's to be expected to me. Do you think it'll be in, uh, I, in this time frame? Possibly because they announced it so quick. Um, I, I think that it could be, um, whether ooh, that's it's gonna be tough though to try to find a place where right. that fits. I'm looking at literal dates because they don't want to put them like back to back months. I mean, they they have, mm-hmm. um, and they wouldn't mind, I'm sure, to to do it, but it's usually not recommended. Um, it looks like I mean, 2023 is still pretty open. Maybe it'll sit in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we didn't expect to see it, but nothing with X-Men yet. No, um, no. I wouldn't expect that for a while. My guess is that they want to nail Fantastic Four before they truly get into X-Men stuff. And Absolutely. they haven't really even, you know, scraped the surface of mutants yet. So Mm-mm. they still have to slowly set that one up. If I was a betting person, I would say that 2025 around that time would probably be when we get the first like X-Men type thing 2025 movie or trailer movie trailer something along those lines anything because of just how fast they're moving already uh, I I would say that the X-Men would be probably 2025 2026 somewhere around that range Um, you know it could be 
it could be something small. It, when you say X Men, yeah, I think most people encompass a lot of different players involved, and it doesn't always have to be. Like you can make an X Men movie that's literally just telling the story of like Charles Xavier and, uh, you know, Eric Lyncher, and detailing the backstory once again which we've all kind of seen before in the previous films maybe they don't go that route maybe they go with like telling a uh cyclops origin story like him and his and havoc and their like their relationship as brothers you know we could get something you know i i think 2025 2026 because they're gonna introduce them but they're not going to be the big thing going forward in that phase the fantastic four is still going to be that big overarching thing for that phase or the next phase phase six phase seven whatever fantastic four is going to be the big deal but they'll introduce the x-men somewhere along the lines to set them up for you know phase eight or phase nine whatever to be the next big thing and that's where maybe we get like a lot of different types of x-men movies revealed in that span so that's what i would anticipate well it was an exciting day um got some a little bit of new content with the eternals and a lot of confirmation that we're going to be having some fun for the next few years Mm -hmm. so i was very excited to do this episode um if you guys are enjoying everything we would really appreciate a subscribe on um apple podcast uh, a subscription, I guess. And if you could leave us a review, um, we've got really exciting things coming up and just can't wait to get into all this stuff. Loki is not too far away. We've got episodes coming out twice a week. We'd love to hear from you guys. Give us a like on our Facebook page, the Marvel guys podcast. And, uh, I'm just, just having a lot of fun and and can't wait to talk to you guys every single night when I, when I check my phone and see who's interacting. Mm Mm-hmm. It's fun. We say it a lot, but like, yeah, can't not talk about how awesome it is to be engaging with people through this medium of a podcast Um, and just discussing things that we all love. That's what it's all about. Um, So, yeah, I'm just super appreciative for everybody, all the support, the engagement. It's uh, it's been a blast. It's been a, a heck of a ride so far. I'm really looking forward to seeing where everything goes once we get into these blockbuster films and everything else that's included with that um yeah we appreciate you guys we will talk to you soon uh there will be a new episode coming out on friday so just let us know how you guys are doing have a great day and we'll see you on facebook peace